there, and thank you for tuning in to today's new stash um, with myself, Stasha Buckle, and Alice Crumble. Today we will be looking at the breaking news story about 83-year-old Gloria Coleman, whose face recently fell into her left breast. At the end of the show, we will be joined by Gloria herself as she tells us about her story in her own words and what it felt like to essentially fall into her own tit. We will then be talking about how the increase in recycling is now causing people to become obsessed with how their recycling makes them look to the neighbours, with people now creating fake recycling boxes in order to represent an impressive lifestyle. We will then be talking about the current UK climate recently accidentally froze one woman's ovaries when she fell into a lake whilst out walking. As usual, we want to hear from you today, so please do write into us and we read out your comments throughout the show. Please use the email hello at newstash.co.uk um, and we would really like to um, hear your opinions about each story. So let's get going and welcome to Newstash. Okay, so the first story that we're looking at today, um, right, is about the 85-year-old lady, Gloria Coleman from Watford, whose face recently fell into her left breast. After 40 years of facelifts and Botox, Gloria was doing her weekly Tesco shop when her face suddenly fell into her left breast. She said she felt she had fallen over, but when she looked down at her legs, she realised that she was, in fact, still standing. She quickly walked to the checkout and people were staring at her. She did manage to get home and when she looked in the mirror and realised what happened, she immediately called her surgeon. She has since had reconstructive surgery, placing her face back onto her face and she has been assured that this should last for around five years when she may need further reconstructive surgery. Right, I mean, Alice, we've had a lot of stories on this show, but I've never anything like this. I mean, so is it that she's had so much surgery that the only thing keeping her face in place is the cosmetic surgery? And without it, there's, gravity is getting its own way in the end. I this really scares me. I mean, this it's is terrifying. Awful. Really, really awful. And the, the without knowing that everything was going down, and then it's gone all the way down into your into your breast. I mean, it's 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 lucky that it did land in her breast. Did, was she wearing a bra? Is the bra what sort of held the face there? Because if she wasn't wearing a bra, maybe. Well, that does help the boulder holder. It does, um, yeah. It's sort of, it because you do need yeah, I mean, something to catch, but you never thought you'd be holding your face in your boot, in your in your in your bra. I mean, she says when she got home, she looked in the mirror. I mean, how did she look in the mirror? Did she have to sort of pick up, sort of pick up the breast and sort of move it towards the mirror to focus her eyes into the mirror so that she could see her face to know which eye to. Well, yeah, it, you, this is really kind of... It's really scary. really troubled me in this. 
I mean, surely the surgeon has to be accountable for this. It's terrible. You know, he must, there must be a limit on how many facelifts you can have because, you know, he's, he's got to be held accountable. It's, you know, what's going to happen next? It could fall into her knee. It could fall. But is it, so her, so the top part of her body stays in place and half of her face has fallen down on top of her boob. It just says here that her face, her full face, so I presume her eyes would have been sort of, the way that I see it is that her eyes would have been sort of at the top. Maybe her nose was the nipple and the nose was sort of... I mean, we can't, when we're speaking now, you can't get away with it. You have to to be thinking about it on your breath. She had a nipple for a nose. She had a nipple for a nose. I mean, and the mouth must have been just at the bottom of the boob. I mean... And then what about eating? I mean, does that is that because does she the have to feed her breast? Was she feeding her breast? I mean, what's she doing when she's crossing a road? Does she have to move sort of to look left and right? Just sort of move the boob to look left and right across the. But it does make you think, you know, when someone's maybe got a, an issue with one of their eyes, you don't know which eye to look in. And this one, this time, it would this be this one. You don't know what tit to look in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the upside is if somebody tried to grope grope her. She could bite them. You know, if someone goes towards your breast and they try to grope you, like occasionally, you know, when you're, if, when you're out, somebody tries to sort of grab your boob, you just bite them. I mean, that, that, that would be quite nice, wouldn't it? You know, uh, give them a little, little bite. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is very impractical, all this surgery, you know, especially in later life. Because, you know, what's Kim Kardashian going to do if eventually she needs a hip replacement? You know, what they're going to they're say, Kim, we're going to have to remove the arse so that you can walk again. It's too impractical. We're walking around carrying this heavy arse, you know, constantly. It must be such pressure on the hips. Eventually, they're going to cave in, aren't they? But then, well, we don't really, we don't have any, we haven't had any surgery. So when you do have surgery... Do you have to do a lot of exercise for everything else to strengthen up to be able to carry the weight? Mm. Like Kim Kardashian's hips and knees must be in a really bad way. And then wearing all their heels and everything. Exactly. I mean... Is, in the end, is it going to be sort of like, um, you know, where, where it's so accessible and it's so easy to have all this surgery? Is it going to be a, like a game of operation? Yeah, like where you have you, surgery for the other well, no, surgery. No, you just move things around. So you move, you've got a nose that you keep in a drawer. Uh, you've got a, a new lips that you keep in another drawer. And you just put them on whenever you feel like it. You know, you just move stuff around. Like a jigsaw. Like a jigsaw before you get up in the morning, you put on your ass, you put on your tits, and they're just there, you know. You just that maybe that's what's going to happen so that your body does get a rest in the day, you know. You can say, Do you know what? I've worn the ass all fucking day, oh, it's coming off. You get to work and then you you forget that you've, you've, you've forgotten, you've forgotten to put your, your ass. tits on, yeah, yeah, or you've got one eye and you're, you haven't got the other one on, you've got to put the other eye in. I, <laughs> I mean, I wonder what happened when she said that her, you know, did she, when her, when her face did fall down, did she get sort of travel sickness or vertigo? Because that's a great height to fall from your head to your tit. It's a great height, you know. But then was it suddenly, it must have been quite been... softly going down, like down a like ski slowly, slope. slowly, yeah. I mean, was she in Tesco and it was in her neck at one point? And then it, as she was getting her fruit and veg, it, it then really did sort of boulder down into her breast. And then did the ear go, the ear went down with it, the whole of the, the side of the face. So if your phone rang, would you then forget, shit, which, where, where, how am I answering where would my you phone? Put, yeah, where would you put your phone? Would you put your phone to your breast now? 
<laughs> I would like to know that. I mean, it's and, and how did how does he get it back up? I mean, that's a terrible lot. It's a terribly long way to go back up. Does he use some sort of slingshot? Or, you know, a catapult, sort of push it back up into the... Back up... Let's get it back up there onto the head. Or a car jack to just jack it up. <laughs> car jack. Oh, God. Maybe she needs to have a, you know, a, a mobile... She needs to walk around with a car jack. And if anybody says, well, what, why are you walking around with a car jack? She says, it's for my face. For the next time it goes down or when I need to have an uplift. Yeah. I mean, it was lucky if she was wearing a bra. It was bloody lucky that she was wearing that bra because otherwise it could have been a lot worse. What could have ended up in a pocket? Exactly. I mean, it could have fallen onto the floor and then yeah, but someone you, else but would have... Yeah, it's all found... attached, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's got to be attached. It must have still in some way been attached to her neck. So then, with this then, do we know about the surgeon and how he's then fixed it? Well, that's um, what I'm saying. It, did he use a catapult? What's he used? What instruments has he used to get it back up there? Yeah, but legally, like, has he been taken down? Has he... I don't... There's no information here to say anything like that, I'm afraid. Um, but yes, we'd like to hear from you if you've ever experienced anything like this. Uh, we've got one email here. Fern from Loughton says that after a botched nose job, she was loading the dishwasher at home when her nose dropped off. I mean, did she put it on a cycle? When did she find it? Was it found after? When it the... dropped off, was that because it was like, she had an accident, it was slightly hanging off, or it just... It doesn't say here, Fern. Fern, we need more information. Was it, was it sort of an accident? Was it falling off already? I mean, that's what I mean by operation. It's going to be where, you know, these things are falling off all over the place. And where are these things going as well? That's what I'd like to know. Where does an arse go? Where does a nose go when it's done, when, you, when you're done with? Is what, does it go in the recycling? Is it, is it plastics? Is it, you know, what, where's it going? Quite nice. I quite like the idea of taking your eyes off and putting them in the back of your head. That would, you know... Well, you'd see a lot more of what's been said behind your back, wouldn't you, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> oh... Right, we're going to move on to um, our next news story, uh, which is about people now curating fake recycling boxes so they're not judged by the neighbours. Gone are the wine bottles, pot noodles and pizza boxes, and they're now hidden neatly underneath a curated blanket of 0% fat yoghurt pots, soya milk and fruit pallets. Alice, have you ever made up your I, own... I do get box? this, because it's a bit like when you have your parents come round yeah. and you want to quickly move, bag up. Mm. If you've had a, you know, few, quite a, a big night out, dinner party, loads of bottles mm. around, or just a bad week. And so you, it is a bit like feeling that you're being judged. Yeah. And if you've got, you know, a lady upstairs in your flats and she's looking to see mm. you had a late night that night or how you... It is quite judgmental, You don't want to be it? judged. Yeah, I know. I've had bad weeks before where I've got through eight or nine bottles of wine and I don't <laughs> want people seeing that. I mean, you know, I've got to be honest. It is embarrassing. Uh, and, you know, I, I've done the... I've done. Or the you could just of... be finishing something up or having a cook, you know, lots of red wine and cooking and you're getting judged that you've, you've overdone it. So... You've got to keep a, a, a good lid on all of your recycling boxes so no one can see. Yeah, I mean, I think the curated blanket is, is a good idea. It's Nowadays, it's like a diary, isn't it? It's like a diary at the front of your house. People can see what you've been up to that week. You know, have you had a bad week? Pizza boxes galore. Um, 
or you just blame it on other people. That's one way of getting yeah, out of it. You really, could do that. if you if you're that way, I mean, a lot of us are we like social media and everything. Mm. We are we do care what people think about us, but mm. we've probably gone a little bit too far. On Maybe a little bit packaging. too far. Yes. Or what they could do is in the shops they could they could curate. Uh, different packaging so maybe you buy a pizza but it says on the box healthy veg in a box and it's just a cheapy well maybe Domino's is no no longer cheap is it? maybe it doesn't say Domino's it says Dommy Veg or you buy pretend packaging to put in inside another yes you could do Russian that dollar but, but, I mean I tell you what some of them make a killing out of this wouldn't they yeah. they just all they do is they sell fake packaging you go out you buy the fake packaging you put it over the pizza box so people think you've had a nice fruit palette and actually you've just stuffed your face with the dominoes. Yeah. We're yeah. giving thought to niche markets there. We've had an email from Emma in Hackney who split with her boyfriend just before Christmas. And for Christmas says she was given four giant Toblerones from work colleagues and friends, all of which she had eaten by the second week of January. Bloody hell, Emma. I mean, what's... Four giant Toblerones and you've eaten them in the second week of January. See, there, there you go, judging. I'm judging yeah, already, already. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. She said she had to cut up the boxes and hide them at the bottom of the bin so the neighbours wouldn't judge. There you go. I mean, I would be cutting, I would be cutting the shit out of those. I'd be, I'd be putting those Toblerones through the shredder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be like that. <laughs> I'd be eating the cardboard as well. It's quite hard, the Toblerone, to eat, isn't it? But yeah, you'd be going for it. Um, and also, like vegans, there's, there's, let's, let's get real. There's part-time vegans out there. Yes, the part-time so vegans. If you want to have a meat fest one night, then you can stick it into some vegan-friendly packaging. Yes, so much exactly. Scope. So you can get away with that little meat meat binge you've had. Michael from Clapham says his healthy vegan <coughs> neighbours all park their bikes next to the recycling bins. So he often has to walk past them with his recycling as they watch on. He has now resorted to putting out his rubbish at night. I mean, I can understand that. I'd hate to have to go down with my 25 bottles of wine and, and say, excuse me, vegan guys, it's me again. Oh, ching- chingling away like a bloody wind chime. Um, Gemma from Bristol said she's always put a layer of healthy stuff on the top and all the shit at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. That's kind of a cheaper way of doing it. Gail from Somerset says it's a competition on her road for who has the tidiest box. She just doesn't no recycling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sorry, Gail. Um, people are becoming more and more anal about how it looks, and some people are even colour-coordinating their recycling. I mean, if you They've got too much time on their co- hands. They come on. If you're colour-coordinating your recycling, you need to get a bloody life. Get a life, guys. Um, yes. Throw it out. And look, if you've got a fake ass and you're listening... Tell us where your ass goes if once you stop using it. Please, we want to hear from you. Hello at newstash.co.uk. So we're moving on to our next story now. <laughs> Um, as you're all aware, this time of year, it started to get even colder and there's, you know, we've, it's even started snowing. Uh, well, things got really cold for Mary Hines of Aberdeenshire. So much so that the cold weather has frozen her ovaries. Mary was hiking with her friends and she fell through ice into a lake. 
Her dog fell in with her and her friends who were luckily very close by managed to pull her out within three to four minutes, but this was still enough time for her ovaries to freeze. She said she had terrible stomach cramp when the doctor did a scan, they told her the news. Now the doctors cannot explain it, they said she's a medical marvel, usually ovaries don't freeze in this way, um, but it's something to do, they're saying with the right timing, the right age and just the right temperature. Mary, who's in her late 40s, said that it's great as she's planning on donating her ovaries to someone that, you know, wants, she's had her kids, she wants to give it to someone that, give them to someone that will use them. And, you know, when you think that on the NA, when you get your ovaries frozen, it can cost anything between £3,000 and £4,000 for a basic package. So it is a cheap way. So now what it's done is it's led to all these women home freezing so that they don't have to pay the extortionate fees of having them frozen professionally. Do you think this is a good idea, you know, that people are now home freezing their ovaries? Well, I suppose, is, it, is this... Is this how long has it been going on for? Because it's a bit like a DIY at home kit, isn't it? Which is always good to give it a go. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of people doing their home colonics. You know, you get the old washing up bottle, you squeeze <laughs> it in a pipe, and then you cleanse yeah, out but your I, bowels. That, that's definitely not recommended. Well, I think people do it. I mean, you can buy a home colonic kit. Is that because you've done it yourself? I haven't actually tried it, but I thought about it because there's been times where I've got a stomach that let's... I mean, I won't say. <laughs> but after, you know, a few sessions, I've thought, right, last you know, last resort, let's get it all flushed out. And if you can't afford a colonic, that's your next best thing. Get what, a with a garden up. hose? No, you get a fairy washing up liquid bottle. You get the You hose. do know a lot about it. Yes, because I, had, I read it online because I did think about doing it at one point. Um, <laughs> but I mean, freezing your ovaries is, is, could be possibly quite a dangerous thing to do. Um, I don't know. I mean, how would you freeze your ovaries? You know, how are people doing it? And also, it doesn't mention here, and ladies, you need to know this if you are going to go and freeze your ovaries at home. Um, she actually got frostbite of the vagina and frostbite in three toes. Ah, okay. So be careful. If you, if you are going to freeze your own ovaries, you may get frostbite. What happens if you've got frostbite of the vagina then? Does your fanny just drop off? But can you not just warm it up? No, when you've got well, if you've got frostbite, it has to fall off. You have to apparently you have to warm it very, very slowly, not quickly, because that's very painful and that can actually force the the clit or whatever it would drop well, that's off. That's the thing that would fall off, wouldn't it? Oh God, I mean yes. It's making me feel quite chilly. Yes, and the three toes as well. I mean, maybe they could if the clit fell off, maybe they could use one of the toes as a clit. Or something like that. I don't know. Has anyone ever had a toe as a clit? Please write in and let us know. We'd, we'd like to hear from you. Well, so so your, your clit falls off, so you, you use one of your toes to replace it? Well, if your toe's fallen off at the same time that your clit's fallen off because you've got frostbite in both, then maybe it's a double... You know, you could get the, the, the yeah, But toe. you don't want to then put a blackened toe... No, you don't want a blackened like toe. vagina, but then you could paint the toenail to, to colour it up. Oh dear, I mean, I just can't think of anything worse than having a toe as a clit. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't even know what to say about that. No, I think when things fall off, just, yeah. What I would like to know is, can you defrost your ovaries? You know, can that happen? So if you've frozen them and then you decide, actually, I don't want them frozen, can they defrost? Yeah, can, you, we, can you stick them in the microwave? Yeah. You know, would that work? Boil them up. If you do, how long do you put it on for? Two minutes? Three minutes? This must be a new thing that's going on, though, because we haven't heard much about this. And we it takes haven't. quite a many years to then get it, get it going, yeah. registered, and that you can yeah. actually do it. Yeah. 
And, but nobody ever talks about the procedure of defrosting. Is there a chance to defrost them? And we don't really know much about how that all works. No, we don't. do we? No. Uh, if you know any more about it, we're, we need to be enlightened here. Uh, so do write in and let us know. Um, so we, I mean, how, and how are people doing this? Well, we've got a couple of emails here. Julie from Essex said she sat on an ice machine for three hours a day to try and freeze hers. Well, I suppose when, if you do it three hours a day, I suppose it's a bit like exercise and you get used to it. So it's just something that you just do. Mm, it says here it didn't work. So uh, Mary, uh, from Mary Duncan in Scunthorpe said she created an ice pack belt that she wore for three days. Again, nothing happened. Mm, okay. I don't think it works. I think, you know, you do have to really accept that you might need to pay three grand rather than having an attempt at it and then you could get a blackened vagina and it falls off. But it's I like doing your hair at home, isn't it? It never really works well. No, it, it, it really doesn't. So we are now reaching the final part of the show and we are very excited to have in Gloria Coman um, who is going to sort of talk to us a bit more a little bit about um, her face falling into her left breast. Um, hello Gloria, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, so we, we've got so many questions here So you, many Gloria. questions. Um, so we'll, we'll just start with, you know, what, how did the surgeon manage to get your breast up back into your face after it happened? Well, it was, um, a lot of, a lot of trial and error. I, I had my face in my boob, um, for a, uh, for a good three months before they could do the surgery um so for a long time I, I was in a lot of pain i was um, very disorientated to the, say the least and um oh it was very upsetting very very upsetting especially for the grandkids uh, they didn't know where to look and it, it was uh, upsetting to uh for them to see their nana um, with um, my face in my boob. <laughs> I see you're wearing glasses now. Um, where, you know, where were you having to wear the specs when that happened? Were the, you know, if you're wearing glasses, were you able to put sort of your glasses? Yes, um, my glasses, I had to put them onto my boob. <laughs> There's no, it, there's no other way of saying it really. Uh, my glasses had to just go on my boob uh, when I was reading a book, or if I had to read to the grandkids, um, I just put the glasses on my boob and lifted it slightly and uh, just started. Was it did, it? did it work that well with the spectacles, or was it? Would it be easier to maybe use contacts? Well, I've never really liked contacts, um, and. Um, my ears uh, didn't fall onto the boob, um, so there was nowhere to place the glasses on, on, on my breast. So that, that, that was quite tricky. Did you, how did you eat? Did you have to sort of feed the boob? Um, or were you, you know, how, how was that working? Were you able to eat? Was it still going through a wind, you know, down to your digestive system? Or how did that work? I, um, I did... <sighs> I have to say, uh, because of the trauma, um, I did in fact lose my appetite quite a lot. Um, I, um, I, I, what I did was uh, I started having um, 
you know, those little uh, breakfast bars, you know, those little breakfast bars, um, and I would just sort of uh, p put it towards my breast, and um, my breast would eat the breakfast bar. Um, but it was very difficult to eat because um, the way the way the face fell into the boob, it meant that my nose was my nipple, and it was very very. Oh, I, I can't even tell you. It was very very difficult to breathe through a nipple. I have to say, um, I can imagine. I mean, that must have been absolutely horrendous for you. Um, where, can we ask, were you wearing a bra at the time? And is that what sort of saved your breast from falling any further down your body? Yes, I mean, when you get to my age, love, you've got to wear a bra every day, otherwise there'd be in my socks. And, you know, my, my, my face may have fallen into my socks. And at this, I'm wearing, you know, these special socks now, so it might not have even, you know, it might not have even held, uh, held the face. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I thankfully, and I, I really am thankful to um, my surgeon and, and for getting my face back onto my, my, where, onto my face. And how long did it take? I mean, was it? It must have caused quite a lot of pain. And... I was in surgery for um, it was two hours in total, um, and I was very, very, very happy with the results. Um, it was so lovely to get back with my family and be able to read a book from right, my face the right way. And would you do it again, or is that are you finished now with all your surgery? I would. <sighs> I mean, he said it's going to last for five years, but, I mean, I've got no idea um, it could fall again. I mean, it's my own fault, really, for becoming very, very obsessed with um, surgery and, and always wanting a facelift. And is there anything you'd like to say to, to other people that have done numerous amounts of surgery? Yeah, would you give any advice to young girls? Would you suggest, would you sort of tell them that maybe having, you know, numerous amounts of facelifts might not be the way to go, um, you know, in case this happens to them? I would definitely say, um, you know, I'm a living, breathing example of what can happen if you do have too many facelifts. Um, and I would say that um, maybe stop at three or four. Don't, don't don't have 40 like what I had because it will it will I mean unless you unless you are prepared to face the consequences and with, the cost and the cost which is that you could end up in your breast I would say I looked pretty terrible and you know I wouldn't wish that upon any young girl and um, we're really, really pleased for you, Gloria, that firstly to come in and, and yes. tell us all about it. I mean, it. it's very brave of you to come and do this, Gloria, so thank you so much. And um, that it's all worked out well for you. Oh, no, thank you both so much for having me and allowing me to tell my story. Right, well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, I hope we both hope that you've really, you know, enjoyed the show and maybe learnt a thing or two as well at the same time. Please do subscribe to our podcast. And if you can and you do have time, please do leave us a review. It keeps us online. Um, but that's all for now. And see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.